0: Hey! Ho! Let's go! Hey! Oh! Let's go! It's no controller necessary! Put that my controller! Let's have fun!
1: It's a Blitzkrieg Bop, huh? Interesting. Welcome! Welcome.
0: If you had given me a hundred thousand <laughs> guesses, I never would have gotten to Blitzkrieg Bop. I think what I'll do is I'll put a I'll put a MIDI file below it. Mm. And that'll sound mm. real nice. Hey! That's gonna sound ho, great. Let's go! It's no controller necessary. Put down that controller. I Let's that have fun. Can't be the correct number of
1: syllables. <laughs> no, it's <a> zero <laughs> no. They're forming. They're forming. It's no controller necessary.
0: It's not. They're forming in a straight line. That's seven symbol- syllables. It's no controller necessary. Okay, two <laughs> extra syllables. <laughs> okay. It's They're no controller in a
1: straight line. No controller
0: necessary. Let's have fun.
1: I like it. Okay. I like it. Put a couple, put a couple <laughs> of different midis underneath there. <laughs> Six
0: or seven different midis uh, sort of
1: offset them from each other a little bit.
0: I don't know how this, how that comes into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is this? Yeah. Is this live? No, it can't yet? be. It can't be. All right, I'm gonna take it one more time. All right. Okay. Okay. Hey ho, let's go. Hey ho, <laughs> they've already turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> They've already turned it off, haven't they?
1: <laughs> they haven't turned it off if you open with the MIDI file for, like, a, a full bar and then start singing over it.
0: <laughs> hey. They're intrigued. Hurry. Let's go. It's no controller necessary. Put that the controller. Let's talk games. Oh, that's good. Okay. Right? Okay, that's not bad. Right. Welcome. That's not bad. To No Controller Necessary, the once... Uh, uh every how often we decide to show where we talk about not a direct game but instead just a topic or or something that we're feeling you know some may say we do this to fill in the gaps for when we are too lazy to play a game and i say to those people no no it, it's we do it to fill
1: in the gaps when we were a little bit busier than usual and elected not to play games for this week. <sighs> it's a it's a slight difference, but an ocean of difference at the same time. Also, can I say, I really appreciate the way that you said, you know, no controller necessary. Because you gave it a really strong, like game show type vibe like it felt like every (laughs) word should have had a chorus behind you were like it's no controller necessary (laughs) and i wanted a legion of kids to charge past a starting (laughs) line at the last word uh
0: all dropping their controllers that's a very good like that would be a great boomer show like like Hey kids, no controller necessary. Don't bring the video games on this trip. It's a trip through oh, nature. Fuck. Now
1: we have to change the name. <laughs> no <laughs> now phones. You
0: associated it with a terrible thing. No phones. No video games. No Fortnights. It's just us and nature. We're just gonna you know,
1: disconnect and listen to Frank Sinatra on this old time radio.
0: Back in my day, we fought off bears. Okay, not <laughs> your, not, not shoot guns and build buildings. Mm. What are we talking Mm. about today? What are we talking about?
1: So up top I said that it was when we were a little bit busier, Um, and that's true. So what we did was we collaborated, we came together, and we said, all right, let's figure this out. We know we're going to have a busy week. What should we record? And then we ignored that for a full week. And then yesterday night we said, hey, what are we supposed to record tomorrow after work? So what we're going to do is we're just going to sort of talk about some games we've been playing that we haven't talked about on the podcast, um, which I I think does work out well because I actually have like two or three games that I really wanted to shout out that would just wouldn't work for the podcast games because you haven't played them. And I don't really think that there's like enough meat on the bones, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it could be interesting to kind of like, you know, sort of, hey, here's you know, some game recommendations. If you're into this type of thing, here's the, you know, the type of games that we're playing when we're not playing these story focused games. Cause we get, we do get, um, we, we often get shoehorned into only talking about this, like one specific type of game, right? We, you know, because we're a narrative focused games podcast, we talk about very heavy narrative games, which means that sometimes I spend an inordinate amount of time playing video games that I can't really talk about on this podcast because it just doesn't fit the mold. But I think mm. there's like some interesting meat to dive into there. So I'm kind of excited to, uh, you know to hop in there and chat about some other things and see what we've been playing and see how we feel about it you know?
0: should we should we shout the games off out at the top so people like know what we're talking about or should we keep them a surprise
1: uh I think what, what do you do you have anything that you want to be particularly surprising
0: no not really <laughs> i don't I don't really want to people come to these for intrigue and I'm just not really into that so okay
1: well, if we don't want to give the people what they want then let's just shout out. Let's just shout out the games that we're gonna be talking about a little bit later. Um, do you wanna? Do you wanna go first?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I brought. I'm bringing to the table a little Katamari Damacy. Ooh. Um, okay. Uh, this little. Ooh, it's just a tiny, small little indie gem. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's called mm-hmm. Vulheim? Val. Mm, okay. Valheim. Okay.
1: Yeah. 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 I it's think I have heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. That's, that's the that one I've about been... um. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's like some... Give them space? Yeah, some like Greek mythology, some real Spartans, something like that,
0: right? Mm -hmm. I think it's actually Egyptian mythology.
1: Ah, that makes more sense. And I've been playing it with like
0: two of my friends because I can't really find enough people to play this game. It's been really Ah, Anyway, We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I have
1: the same problem. (laughs) Um. (laughs) As well as
0: uh, Monster of the Week, which is a tabletop RPG. Not really a video game, but it's been something I've been putting a lot of time into. Yeah, and um, I think
1: that's. I'm always interested to hear about that, and I think the the confluence between you know role playing games like tabletop role playing games and video games is there's a lot of overlap there. Yeah,
0: and I also have a list of games that I was like, you know what,
2: I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna get into this one, and then I just am almost I would say my cutoff time is about an hour uh, of, of of time, and I'm just like, nah, never mind, that mm. doesn't. I, I don't want to play this. So that's fair. That's fair. What about you? Um,
1: I did. I brought five games, um, but big shot. I don't have. I don't have a lot to say about two of them, so I might not actually end up talking about them. Um, but off top, I'll list them all in case I do. So um, first off, I think I tweeted about this one. I brought Ori and the Will of the Wisps because I beat that game um, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago. Time means nothing, and that was that was really good. <laughs> so I want to talk about that. Um, I brought Control for the exact same reason. I played it, uh, you know, I had played it a while ago and finally beat it recently. Um, t- both of those are on Xbox Game Pass, uh, extremely good games. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, I brought Dyson Sphere Program because I've been playing that a whole bunch in lieu of jumping back into Satisfactory. Uh, and I think there's there's some cool stuff going on there that I do want to talk about. Um, and then just briefly, I wanted to touch on both Apex Legends and Loop Hero, two extremely similar games. Um that have 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 taken up a lot of my free time for when I don't really want to like think about a game too much. I mm-hmm. play one of those two, uh, and I think they they they've done real well for me.
0: You know. Yeah, you've made the right investments. Correct. Time <laughs> yes. Investments. Okay. I'm I've I'm been making doing well
1: huge dividends off of those.
0: Um, where do we want to start? Where do we well, wanna start? let's we let's start.
1: I I want to talk. Uh, so I want to talk about before we talk about a game in particular. I want to talk about kind of my impetus for being interested in this episode um, and something that I I came to realize about myself earlier today, um, just (laughs) like a real existential realization about me that I had on my lunch break at work, um, which is I think I've become and I did not used to be this type of person. Uh, And let me know if, if, like, any of this rings true for you, because I'm curious how much of this is, like, podcast-related. I think I've become the type of person who processes things orally a lot more than I used to be. Uh, And, you know, this is, like, I can trace that really easily, right? Like, most of the media I ingest is either, like, games, books, or TV shows, right? Like, I don't really watch movies that much. I don't really, you know, Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to watch stage plays or anything like that, um, for the most part, obviously, COVID. Uh, But... The games I play, almost exclusively, if there's anything about it that I like enough that I want to process it, like actually process it, I suggest that we play it for this podcast, and then we get like an hour and a half of time where we just critically discuss and dissect games and what works for them, and that's like an hour and a half if it's a you know, one-shot game and that's all we're giving it. Sometimes we give a game like nine hours to talk about, um, or we will stream a game and be talking through it in the moment to some extent. Like, I have a family book club, so any books that I've been reading, I have also been then talking about them after the fact and discussing, like, what I liked and didn't like about them. And pretty much the only TV shows I've gravitated towards in the last, like, six months are shows that I know other people have watched, and largely I'm watching it on their recommendation Mm. so that I can talk about it with them afterwards. And it, it got me to thinking, like, I don't really... There's very little media, there's very little like, anything that I would engage with that I don't talk through that much anymore, and it's kind of like a weird thing, right? I was never, like, when I was younger, I was never the type of person to orally process things, right? Like, I, I bottled up all of my feelings about things, and I threw them into a river, and I said, no, we don't look at that. I'll figure it out on my own. You're uh,
0: like, Sephiroth's fucking mean! And threw it in a river. I didn't want to drop like a real spoil or anything because I don't really understand like no that game's no but you spoils. hey you know what
1: I don't think you realize how accurate what you said was <laughs> in terms of me being a child and being unable to process emotions and having literal breakdowns surrounding Final Fantasy. VII. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But I I don't know like that, that led me to kind of being like oh hey there are other games I haven't really talked about. That I am interested in, like discussing and dissecting a little bit, you know. Not like I'm not going to give spoilers for all these games because sure. most of them I want you to play, and some of them are not games that you can really give spoilers for. Um, but it, it was definitely one of those moments where you look at it and be like, "Huh, I've changed in a fundamental sort of way that I just did not realize until after that change had like completely solidified into my my personage." And I think that's that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting to see how much I get out of talking about games now compared to just experiencing them in a a silo when I was a lot younger.
0: So I have two questions then, or two points. First one's a question. What do you think is more attractive about this process? Do you think it's the fact that you are processing it orally or with, with, you know, someone or the fact that by engaging in that game book show that someone else is consuming it is adding another social activity to the roster of the people you want to spend time with that's a good question because Um, that's how it is for me
1: yeah there's definitely an element of that like i think that is what makes it attractive to me in terms of like you know, and if I don't know whether or not I'm going to like something, what makes it attractive to me in terms of, of going through this process is that social element. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think there is something to the like talking process. It, this is not like, I'm not fucking breaking new ground here. Right. Like there's a hundred thousand papers you could read about this. Right. There's like the, it's like the rubber ducky method for like programming where you just explain a problem you're having to a rubber duck and it helps you work through it. Right. Like there is a yeah. lot of that. And, and, when we do something in this format or, like, you know, in a book club format or if I'm just, like, walking around talking to somebody about something, there's a kind of impetus to fully work through it, right? You don't just, like, stop as soon as you're like, oh, yeah, that was cool. and I don't really want to think about it anymore, right? Like, I can't, but some I can't get on the podcast that. and be like, it was cool when 2B did the thing in Near Automata. <laughs> All right, <laughs> end of episode. <laughs> right, like, we have to get through it. Um so it pushes you forward. And I do think, you know, I'm not going to get on a soapbox and talk about society, but I, I, I do know that, like, uh, you know, I have had pretty significant attention issues in the last, like, two or three years of my life. Uh, significance maybe be a strong word for it. I've had, like, growing attention issues. And I think... That means that if I'm just trying to work through something in my own head, oftentimes I will get distracted really easily or I'll just start doing something else. Or if anybody is interested in, like, engaging socially, I'll just do that instead. But when it, it's something like this where I'm working through it out loud mm. and already the like social part of my brain is engaged, I actually have the runway to, like fully walk through those thoughts and fully walk through those emotions and like you know obviously it's not to say i don't think about things on my own time right like i don't mean to say like oh i just can't process anything if i'm not talking about it it's It's just just become my my preferred method for doing it and i do feel like i i end up at a position that is a lot more well defined and also it forces me to like actually Defend what I say if somebody calls me on it, as opposed to me just being like, and hey, don't think about the part of the argument that doesn't make any sense to you.
0: Uh, right. It it does sort of sharpen that skill quite a lot. That's um that's a really good uh, analysis of of talking about games and stuff we like, and I feel a lot of the same way. And without just saying yes, me too. Uh, I'll <laughs> I'll add something to that by saying like, I I think. That there's also a really excitable, exciting reactionary portion of it to, like, Mm -hmm. working it out orally with someone else of being, like, almost somehow reliving it, but through someone else's perspective. Like, it, it was so exciting sharing certain games with other people, like, with you, but also with other people to be, like, okay, this game's really cool, and I want you to play it and just waiting for them to get to that moment so you can, you know, like, echo that again, and maybe it didn't mean as much to them, and then you can, like, understand from that other person's um, perspective or or, or emotions on it and stuff like that, and um, I don't know. I think it it adds more value to the game than it had previously by working it out with someone else. Um, Yeah,
1: I... I, Yes, I I think that is a... A, a astute observation that that you also just get more out of it. It does also add a level of danger. If you're like, oh man, when Sans the skeleton had this thing
0: happen, I was crying. And they were like, really? <laughs> that that? Man, that is dumb as fuck. You cried over that? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I think it's it's kind of funny because you kind of play this like sometimes when you have those kind of feelings and you're you're worried about it. Sometimes you play this like. um Uh, Maybe like it's like kind of like a bashful game where it's like it's like you know it was kind of cool and then you wait for someone to say like (laughs) no that was actually really cool you go I know right that was so cool but you had to start off with guard your feelings at first kind of cool I never do that with you by the way never Never no couldn't possibly imagine when you could have done that (laughs) yeah so don't 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 worry about it um (laughs) but yeah no I think that's I think that's a I'm glad you brought that up because I have not thought about that really my perspective was only like i share these things with people because um i like it as a social activity because nothing pissed me off more than going to go see a movie in a theater and then in the car driving home and not talking about it
1: oh god i hate that my family oh, did that's that the all worst. That's the so bad. time.
0: I hated it so much. I'm like, did we not all just sit down for two hours and now we're like talking about like in Chipotle and the news and stuff like that? Like what's going on? We are in this car
1: together. We are going to talk about Eggman on a Mushroom Planet, damn it.
0: <laughs> here's Here's a Yeti microphone. Let's talk about it. I've got the right <laughs> settings. I've got a laptop. Let's go.
1: I need to process this, and also I need to commodify
0: it. <laughs> Talk need, to me. I need to turn this into media. <laughs> Our friendship <laughs> needs to be media. I uh, can't process
1: anything unless it's content. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, um, God. You ever think about secretly recording your book clubs and posting them online? I don't, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is... This is zero percent of me. I
1: would, I would never. I would fucking never.
0: There's an archive somewhere. You hear there's how he says n- that, folks? He says I would not. never. If
1: there's an archive somewhere, it's because somebody else is secretly <laughs> doing that, and I'm no. going to be very attacked.
0: It's a fucking ARG. Uh, Alex is setting up right now. <laughs> Seven. Just go ahead. <laughs> That's a stolen joke. Never mind. Um. All right. Let's uh, Let's talk about some fucking game. Let's do it. Let's dive in here. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Let me start off with a fun one.
1: Okay. Yeah, the rest of these are going to be fucking heavy.
0: <laughs> yeah, but a short fun one. Okay. A little Katamari Damasi. Am I saying that right? Damasi or Damasi? Uh, I've always
1: Katamari Damasi, but I think yeah. it might be Damasi. I don't know.
0: Katamari Damasi. I think it's Damasi. So, that's I how see, I, in
1: the so song. I'm I'm actually excited because I've never played a Katamari game before. Um, okay,
0: so those of you who haven't played a Katamari game, you're a little pill-headed alien creature that that gets dropped down on a planet by the king of cosmos, who's like the size of like it's two thousand planets, and he drops you onto a planet and he gives you a little sticky ball and he says, "Okay, you're one millimeter tall." Now go roll up everything you can, and the ball sticks to all these objects, and you gotta grow a bigger and bigger ball. And the bigger the ball is, the more things you can pick up. So you just progressively get bigger and bigger, and bigger. And then there's a time limit, like there's obviously like a cap. Um, and mm. you try and get as big as you can, or there might be specific missions for it. And it has a very, um, I believe it was a PS2 game originally, but they've remastered yeah. it like a thousand times. Uh, so I finally got it on the Switch. It's got ps2 uh, kind of like simple basic um uh, graphics and models and stuff like that but they are such a they're so um geometric that it works for it where it's not like like they're trying to make like boba fett look as real as possible it's just like a man that is like 12 polygons (laughs) so it's like (laughs) that's just the style you know what i mean it's not like um the 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 them not having the right technology. It's just the style choice. But um, is
1: Boba Fett a character you can roll up in any of the Katamari games? Now, This is what I'm deeply concerned about.
0: Ooh. A little Star Wars Katamari, King of Cosmos, I... and Grievous team up. <laughs> That's a power combo. It's
1: certainly a combo. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, trying to roll up a Death Star big enough to kill the King
0: of Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the game just, ha- like, it... It, it, as most games that i'm interested in it just oozes out charm and like funny writing mm-hmm. and just kind of like goofiness um there are, i didn't know about these i knew about like the base game before walking it but there are these cutscenes in the middle of each like main level where there is just a japanese family that are slowly witnessing like the events that you like (laughs) perform because the main plot is that all of the stars are gone so it's just like a son and a a son and daughter like watching tv and they're like mom mom all the stars are gone and they're like shut up you don't know anything (laughs) but like actually all the stars are gone and they like go to where i am right now they've like gone to fly to a different place to like help the the stars get back it's very weird and what i i love it they've got it's really creepy like some of the drawings are 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 very creepy um and but in, again in a very charming way so what what, what kind of like outside in perspective do you have of this game other than ball roll up yeah i mean anything? you know cause
1: I, i've seen you know brief videos of people playing it but i've never really like dived in myself or watched too much of it. I think I actually own it on the Switch. I think I got it as a gift at one point, and I was like, hell yeah, and then I forgot about it for, I don't know, what year is it? Like, two years, something like that? Um, And so I, I do want to play it, but from outside looking in, I think my, my thought was always like, oh, you just, like, roll up a big ball, but I never, like, I have no sense of scope. I have no sense of scale. I had no sense of, like, what the actual narrative progression of that game was yeah. or, like, whatever the through line was. I also my concern was always that i like and i think the reason i didn't jump on it because i was into how weird it was but i was like i'll probably just get bored of it after like 20 minutes and just be done sure Um, so i don't but i think a lot of that is like me just thinking like not understanding how the mechanics are implemented because it's like oh you just like roll forward and you collect stuff and like maybe some stuff is too big but mostly not and then like i don't you know but I think that my my assumption is there's a little bit more of a like exploration puzzle element, like it, in the bit. loosest of terms possible. Just like, oh, you can't roll this up, so you got to go over here to get like the small stuff over here to get the medium stuff over here. You know, that definitely. type of thing. Um, there's
0: definitely like perfect paths, right? Like, yes, you'll need to like you can like learn and and get better at particular levels, and like there's one where. Um, there are a bunch of cows or, like, cow-based things, and he wants you to roll up exactly one cow. What are are cow-based things? Uh, Like milk or, like, a traffic cone that has cow print on it. You know what I mean? Just, like, things that have to do with cows. So I didn't, like, you know, I'm avoiding the obvious cow stuff, but it's kind of funny because you're like, okay, there's a big cow I can see over there, so I'm just going to roll up everything that's not a cow and get over there. But they fill the level with, like, hidden cow stuff where it's, like, (laughs) Again, it's the traffic cone. Like I, I was like, ah, mm. traffic cone. I'm gonna suck that boy right up. I suck it up. Learn it has a cow print on it, and then the game stops. I'm like, fuck! I was so <laughs> close. I could have gotten it. So they have like little funny tricks like that to play on you, and um, it's just kind of the music. The music's the best part. Like you I've know heard the, the main
1: theme before for sure,
0: but the rest of the songs are still like really, really good. They are absolutely like they range from that kind of like wacky, like, you know, uh, zany kind of song to, like, just good jazz. Like, just genuinely nice jazz. Uh, and, okay. And All right. I, I quite like the music. Uh, you're convincing
1: me. You're convincing me to go find wherever my copy of that is and and just load it up. Because it seems, that feels like a game that would be really fun to play for, like, you know, 15, especially on the Switch, just, like, play for a little bit in bed before you're, you know, done for the night. and Just like, ah, oh, it's relaxing, it's fun. Like, <laughs> it'll just help you cool down or something like that.
0: Yeah. And it's, it takes like eight, like anywhere from seven to nine minutes to finish a round. So it's like very, it's a nice enough length where you feel like you have enough time to progress and explore. And then, you know, not too long. Um, but I'm, I'm in love with it. There's not much more I could say about it. I'm not like, I don't know how far I am. I have no idea how long it is. I assume it's a mm. pretty short game, but it's a game that I have downloaded a demo for on multiple like consoles. I've had a demo disc (laughs) for it. I've played that first level so many times and I was just like, you know what? I'm finally gonna buy it. So
1: it's good. They've made like three or four actual sequels to that game, right?
0: There's one on the Wii, I think, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I think I I, I only know of the one on the Wii. And I know that one gets much bigger. Like you can like grab up houses and and skyscrapers and shit. So Uh this one doesn't get that big, but um uh, yeah, I uh that's cool. not too much else to say about it. It was just a nice fun little bed game I've been playing.
2: Oh
1: yeah. No, it's that's legit. I think uh look, this is this type of episode is the venue for games where you're like, I don't have too much more to say about it, but it's cool. You know, yeah. we're just we're tossing out things that we've been engaging with. Um and in that spirit Well, okay, I'm gonna take that back. Not in that spirit no, in a no. totally different spirit. Okay. <laughs> Um I, I no, wanna connect talk
0: it? a little bit. Say what? You can connect it. Go ahead. What game are you gonna play?
1: Ah, in, in oh yeah, here it is. In that spirit, in the with Katamari Damasi in mind, let's talk about a game also of a spirit, but a very different kind of spirit. Some uh, would say maybe a wisp type of spirit. So I wanna talk about Ori I'm and lost. the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> wait, I did my best, man. Wait, what? <laughs>
2: um
1: but yeah so I, I i think i think on one or two of our streams which you know we're gonna at some point obviously double up on content and that's fine i think i talked a little bit about ori and the Willow of the wisps um which i was in the middle of at the time um this is obviously um the sequel to ori in the blind forest which i never actually played um both by moon studios the you know I, at some point i was just like looking for a new game to play and I think my brother who was on a couple of our more recent episodes was like, "Oh, hey, I downloaded this game from Game Pass and it fucking rules, you need to play it." Um, uh, you know, I I was skeptical. Um I I don't know about you, but like I, I I don't typically tend to stick to Metroidvania type games. I see. I see. Um like I I liked Hollow Knight a lot and then just like got to a hub area and bounced off for some reason and I have no excuse for why. Um, And I I never played any of the actual early Metroid games. Like, I think I've beaten like two or three Metroidvanias in my life. Um, So I was kind of like, eh, I mean, I'm sure it'll be cool, but like, I don't know if it'll be like that good. Um, But I had heard that it looked really good, so I was interested in at least trying it out. Um, So I hopped in and like yo, that game fucking whips. <laughs> like, i I didn't get all the achievements because I I didn't care about like achievement hunting. But I did a hundred percent of what you can do in the game. It gives you like a completion for each area of the map, and I hundred percented all of those, and then beat the game, and like unlocked all the powers, unlocked all the upgrades, unlocked all the currencies, everything like that, um, which was just incredibly satisfying but it just the game like first off it does look really really good like it's an absolutely gorgeous game um it looks really good in motion so you can go like watch videos of it if you're just seeing screenshots and you're like that looks pretty good but in motion it looks really good um it's also like scored not like it doesn't have you know like you talk about like oh you know final fantasy or whatever it's got like a really good soundtrack that's like orchestral in nature right and like oh it's like here are cool orchestral tracks but like Ori and the Will of the Wisp is like it is a scored game right there is always music the music flows into each other really well it feels kind of like watching um I mean it a hundred percent I said this on stream it has the energy of like a like a Pixar animated short like really really high quality animation really high quality music the whole way through the like Makes moments hit really hard. There's a couple of like, emotional moments in the game that, like, I you know I wasn't I know some of these characters are recurring characters from the first one, obviously, but like I was genuinely extremely sad at a couple of moments in this game, and like some of them were really heartfelt. And I was like, I I did not expect that coming into it. Um, it was just a really really powerful experience through and through. Not, like, the writing is sparse, but it is there. Like, the characters do speak, you know, or you can see what they're saying. They don't, like, speak English because they're all, you know, animals and creatures and whatnot. Um, But it's, it's just, like, a really, really tight package. And it's just so much fun to navigate that world. Like, the mobility, the movement, the rate at which you unlock new things and the way that the new things you unlock change the previous areas you've been to. Which, again, it's like, you know tag number one on uh, Metroidvania things. is like, oh, you get new powers that change the way that you interact with previous things you've done before. But, like, you know, going from, oh, hey, like, here's this difficult jumping puzzle to, oh, hey, by the time you're basically finishing this game, jumping puzzles don't really exist anymore because you just have so many movement abilities that you can get wherever you want on the map with extreme ease. It just completely... um recolors the way you look at a lot of what happened in that game. And it, it's, it's, I struggled to figure out where I would place it in the, like the pantheon of games that I played that came out then. Cause it came out in 2020, but like, you know, I, I, my brother said this to me and I think I probably do echo it, which is like, if Hades didn't come out in 2020, I think Ori would have been my game of the year. Like it mm. was way better than I expected it to be. Um, and I I feel like it got overshadowed by a couple of things because I feel like and maybe it didn't. Maybe it's just like the type of people that I tend to follow and engage with don't really play these games that much. But it feels like it did not get the credit it deserved because that game fucking rules. It's so good.
0: I seem to remember getting a decent amount of credit, but from what you said, I don't think the same amount. And what you're saying reminds me a lot of how I felt about the first one because I played... Uh, probably a third of the first one, but take everything mm-hmm. you just said and divide it by one third. <laughs> like, like
2: it was still <laughs> beautiful.
0: The score was still right. They they hit on those emotional moments in the like the opening, but it just didn't like, it didn't have it all. You know what I mean? So it sounds mm-hmm. like they took what they had in the first one and just just really maxed it out. Um, I would be curious to know visually how different you feel from the first one to this one. I don't know if you've seen a lot of the first one, or like the motion and the screenshots because... V-
1: very, very little. Okay. Um, I have I have almost no knowledge of the first one outside of what I've heard other people say about it in like a couple of videos here and there from years ago when it originally came out. Um, it was one of those games, you know there's those games you're like, that looks cool, I'm sure I would like that, and then you just never play it for some mm-hmm. reason. That That's what Ori and the Blind Forest was for me. I just never never touched it for whatever reason
0: yeah i think Um, you should pick up the first one and just play it for a little bit and see how you feel about it whenever you're you know whenever you're up for another one of those experiences because i'd Mm. i'd really love to know from that perspective how the second one compares to the first one because like if you're going first to second you're obviously just going up uh but Mm. you know i don't know if you've ever played like you ever excuse me played a, a sequel or like a future iteration of a game and then went backwards to try and play the older versions of it. I've basically never done that. Me either. And I wonder, I wonder if it's possible to enjoy something like that. Like, I think it it probably depends on
1: what you enjoy from the game, right? Yeah. Like, for for instance, and this is you know sequel in air quotes or whatever, right? Like we were talking about a while ago before they announced the remake. We were talking about going back and playing. Um, Near Replicant after loving mm-hmm. Near Automata. And like, I fully expect that there would be some rough edges on Replicant, but I think the things that we liked about Automata, like the storytelling, the characterization, and everything, would still be strong enough in the original. The, the original, still be strong enough in Near Replicant that we probably still would have liked it. But I think if you were taking like, you know, a strategy game or an action game that like you like it because of the mechanical nature of it, going back might not feel quite the same but i mean it depends on the game right like doom eternal is a game that i played like two hours of and dropped because it just didn't click with me but doom 2016 is a game that was one of the best shooters i've ever played yeah but
0: that's different though like i'm saying like the sequel is way better than the first one and i don't think mm -hmm. that that sequel is as good as the first one
1: no yeah that's yeah i don't know I'm sure there are examples that people could point to of that happening that's like, oh, yeah, you will still really enjoy this, but I don't think I've ever had that experience. Like, I just, I hate the idea of going backwards, so I just don't do it. I think
0: Final Fantasy could kind of count, but that feels like a big cop-out, because those are, like, different, you know?
1: They're different games entirely, right? Yeah, like, I
0: mean,
1: they're different games entirely, and also they're pretty much the same game for, like, seven of them in a row, so... (laughs) Um, yeah there's really only I two know. eras I, of Final if Fantasy, there was a huh? little more just like a little more narratively going on in that game I would have suggested we play it for the podcast because I do think there's a lot of really interesting world and character stuff that they do but I, I don't think there's quite enough for us to have talked about it here mm,
0: you know what what you're saying reminds me of especially with it being a platformer and like like having those really amazing small insular like great moments is we should, we you got to get on Celeste. We got to get Josh and me and you on oh, Celeste. Oh yeah. That game's fucking That sounds killer. so good. Um
1: I got I I also what a fucking ballin soundtrack on that game. I've never played an inch of that. I've listened to the full Celeste soundtrack like 3 times. <laughs>
0: yeah, we, we should play that sometime. Um Absolutely. Should we talk about Valheim?
2: Yeah, let's well, talk about Valheim. A game are you, we sure
0: well, cuz like if people haven't played it or really haven't heard of it, I don't know if they'll be interested.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said up top, it's a real small indie gem. Yeah, I think they've only sold
0: 40, 60 copies.
1: 40, 60, something like that. Probably, probably, yeah, somewhere in the range of 40 to 60 copies. Let me just <laughs> check their Steam page. Whoa!
0: <laughs>
1: Five million copies! No, I still see 40 to 60 Weird that they would surface the sale numbers of 40 to 60 copies on their Steam store page.
0: It's weird because it has so many more reviews. I don't know how that's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Bit Zone. I will never leave. Um, So, Valheim, bigger. Not an indie gem if you've never played it. Um, If you've been living under a rock.
1: well... It depends on your definition of indie gem, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Because it was made by a very small team and released out of nowhere. Yeah,
0: I, I, it started off as an indie gem. Now it's like an indie hit.
1: Yeah, it was an indie
0: gem for like 45 <laughs> seconds. Then... Uh, if you've been living under a, a Norse rock for, for this long, Valheim is a large multiplayer game. Is that
1: is that the best we can no, do with that? you're right. You're right. Let me this go back. You've been living under a Okay, if you've been living under under <laughs> who barely held together
0: 45-degree <laughs> thatch roofs. Yeah, but that's not funny to the people who don't get the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. But well, fuck those people. <laughs> if you've been living under Yamungder's big serpent body for this long, <laughs> is that Norse? Is Yamungder, I think. I've never heard that word He's before. He's like the so world so snake or something like that. That's not... That is Yom- not its name. Mung- Yomun-
1: World Snake Norse Mythology. It is not. World Serpent, first off, not World Snake. Uh, okay. It, that's. I see how you would pronounce it that way. There's no way it's pronounced that Jorm- way. Jormungder. Jormungder. Hold on. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not going to be right, able to read on. this and figure hold it on.
0: out. Hold on. No, 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 no. I have to figure it out now. How to pronounce Jormungandr correctly i gotta listen to fucking youtube video ad yeah it's got a 15 second airbnb ad i got it i got it i got it hold on an airbnb
1: hold on jormungandr is how it's sometimes pronounced in english but in norse it's hold on (laughs)
0: Yormundgandr. I, I, anyway, <laughs> if you've been sitting under your big—never <laughs> mind, cancel that. Hold on, cancel Dunka. If you've been under Yomundr's Yomundr's big snake body this whole time and you don't know about Valheim, <laughs> let me tell you about it. Actually what's the
1: world tree called? That would have been maybe an easier one. Yggdrasil, Yggdrasil. We could have done that. If you've
0: been living in a, a crevice in Yggdrasil's roots. Or Yamunder's big snake body. I don't I, I wanna stress that that that, that 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 you could also be under the snake body. Um and you haven't heard of Valheim, we got there eventually. It's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's like a one to like I think it has ten player a multiplayer game where there's Holy shit 10 people. Yeah, I think so. Um wow. It, it yeah. is a big Viking server that you could excuse me, that you can have where like it's like, you know, your typical uh explore, find the rare items, build the rare things, build more stuff, find more stuff kind of loop. Uh your general like crafting, finding, building loop. Um mm-hmm. but
2: it's got a lot of
0: charm to it, you know? It's got these kind of like corny graphics where they're very like low res on the texture and the and the faces and the monsters look kind of ridiculous, but it's kind of got some beauty to it. It's got a lot of nice fog. I think the environments look nice even though they are extremely repetitive. Uh, but I mean yep. th- all i want I want this to be extremely clear. All of this criticism, I still think this is a fucking killer multiplayer game. This is just like, and it's and it, again, as Alex it, said on the top, this is like their first, this is like the 1.0 release or whatever. Not even.
1: It's not the 1.0 release; it's early access. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. But yeah, so you know
1: the the like nice environmental effects and gorgeous lighting mixed with PlayStation One, because it is like very PlayStation One graphics. Is uh, let's be. Cl- I want to be clear. Uh, it is a deliberate choice that the developers right. went for. Right. It was an artistic choice. It's not like oh, we couldn't do this so this is all we made they're like oh yeah we wanted to evoke like ps1 graphics but then have like really interesting and cool lighting and stuff like that to make the world and it it works in a way that i would not have expected it to work it took me a little while to like latch on to it i think it took like an hour or two before i was like i saw enough vistas where things looked gorgeous in the distance that i like finally you know, got over it, because, like, your character looks fucking bad. <laughs> your character looks great. Character, have you ever seen a troll? He looks like the fucking
0: Hagrid memes, dude. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, that's what Hagrid makes him means. perfect! That's what makes <laughs> so him perfect! Bad. Have you seen a troll in that game? Oh, yeah, they dude. They look so great! <laughs> I love them! Their heads are so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, They do look like the Hagrid really meme, but but it's so intentional, and, like, I don't know. It, it's, it's a lot of fun, though. I think that the pace of the game, this is probably if you've played it, this is probably all stuff you've heard before or whatever. But I yeah, think but... the pace of the game is is almost good. I think it could just be a, a tinge quicker. Um, and yeah. what I kinda want to talk about more so than like like how cool it is to be a Viking and how much fun it is to build stuff, is like the way you play this game and and the differences between the way you and I experience it. And, like, how far mm. you got and why, and like what you ended up liking about it. But I think the multiplayer discussion yeah. is probably more interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think
0: uh, there are a lot of people that I know that play this game
1: solo, and you're absolutely able to do that, right? I think the game scales difficult. To, there's like bosses. Like, that is kind of, for me, that is one of the main differentiating factors between this and other, like, you know, Minecraft or Rust or whatever, you know, is there are like bosses that you go to fight throughout the world and you have to like find them and make an offering and fight them or whatever. Um So for me, like from the get-go, this game kind of lived and died by its multiplayer. Yeah. Um But I do know there are a lot of people who, you know, enjoy playing it by themselves and enjoy building up their base themselves and, you know, unlocking new technologies. And that's great. That's just not really like what I wanted out of this experience, right? I wanted like, hey, everybody get together and pretend to be a Viking for a couple of weeks. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. And that's you know, that's kind of exactly what I got out of it. Cause, so you you were playing, you said with two other people, right? Um, yes. So and
0: was uh-huh. a private server yeah. with two other people, we only play together or no one plays.
1: Yes, <laughs> and the way that I did it was with, I think four four or five other people. I would uh, I'm I'm forgetting who all was on the server at the mm-hmm. end, and we had a dedicated server running so. You know, somebody was just running a dedicated server on their computer the whole time, and then everybody would just log in whenever they wanted. Um, and so we had a a much larger party, which I think leads to interesting and fun interactions, but it also leads to like kind of resource scarcity, right? Like everybody can be gathering resources, so on the one hand, you can get resources a lot quicker. Um, you know, you can get, you find a lot more copper, so you can create this sort of stuff to create bronze, to create these, you know, do yeah, that sort yeah. of loop. Um, a lot faster, but it also means that, like, in the area immediately near your camp, the resources that would normally spawn there are absolutely not enough to sustain everybody in your camp.
0: Um, That's a good point. It does not probably scale the resources per players. I don't believe it does. No. Hmm. Uh,
1: which you know, again, it was not that big of a deal because then you would you there were more people, so you would fan out and cover a larger area and people would, you know, buddy up to go gather resources and be able to carry twice as much and everything like that. Um But it definitely made for, I feel like, I could be totally wrong, but I feel like it made for a little bit slower progression because everybody kind of wanted to get their hands on the tier you were at, so you would, like, spend longer fleshing out that tier before kind of, you know, upgrading to the next one, right? There was no, like, you know... It's not like, oh, you unlocked this research technology or something mm-hmm. and now you can build the next tier of stuff, right? It's just, oh, you got these resources and then eventually beat the boss, which gave you this item, which allows you to do this thing and, you know, so on and so forth. But I, I think it was a really cool experience with that large of a group of people. Um, I think for me personally, I got, I mean, first off, I just got burned out on the game relatively quickly and that's that's more of a me thing than the game. I just played for like eight hours on a Saturday and then, like, six hours on the Sunday immediately after, and then by the end of that, it was like, whoa, I've played too much Valdives. Yeah. <laughs> That's not... You should not play games that much when you're not 16 anymore. Um, and so I, I kind of, like... I, I kind of got a little burnt out, but also the the flip side of that for me, because I wasn't doing what you were doing you know, with a, a private server where it was all or nothing, since it was a dedicated server, part of what would happen is I would then finish you know, playing, and I'd be like, I'm burnt out on it, and then I would come back, like, three days later, and other people weren't burnt out on it, so then they would have just put in, like, a collective 25 more hours, and I'd be like, oh, there's a whole village here now. <laughs> there was nothing before. Why, we have three more massive structures, and you all are running around in full armor now, and then I would just get, like, lost and confused, which meant that every time I wanted to play, it was like a...
0: It was catching up. You know, and- like a...
1: Yeah, like two hours of like acclimating myself to what everybody else did and being like, okay, so they're like exploring over here and they've built like this way to get here and and like, you know, I, there's some small amount of like, oh, I feel like I missed out on that. But largely it was just like, oh, I, I don't have the energy to put in to keep up at this level or like the right. desire to put in the time to keep up with everybody else. So I started to fall behind, which made that burnout solidify in a way that I don't know if it would have done if, if I was doing what you did.
0: That's interesting because I think now that I've had some more time to spend with it, I think I'm getting burnt out, but in a different way where it's just pure duration of how long it's been that I've been playing mm. the game where I'm like, now I'm just kind of like, all right, I'll step in the Valheim again, mine, chop down trees. And, and, you know, every once in a while, they will get the highs of like the exploration and stuff like that. But I think it's they're 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 starting to separate more and more. And when mm. you only ever play together, it, you know, even getting three people online at the same time can be, sometimes be difficult. So it's like, yeah, you know, we're, we we haven't even beaten. The, we just found the second boss area. Like we're not even really gotcha. that far along. Uh, but
1: second boss is fucking cool as hell.
0: By the way, I'm, I don't even know it's a sacrifice for it. I'm trying to figure. We're trying to figure that out. But anyways, uh, I, I I think that I end up enjoying more of the features of the game like i enjoy going out with people and then all like gathering around the like workbench as we like discovered the new tier for the workbench and be like look at this and this and this and this and like all being there to kind of Mm -hmm. discover that at the same time is a is a ton of fun but sometimes man sometimes i just want to like hop on build my house not really, like, worry about anything else and just kind of, you know, <laughs> just build and, and and not even, like, try and discover new stuff. So, you know, I think you just need to, like, figure out – not you personally. I'm just talking generally. Like, you need to figure out what how you want to play with your friends. I honestly think a dedicated server would be a good idea. But I'm someone that, like, I love that kind of stuff so much where it's, like, let's all discover something and bring it back home that I, I can't, like – I can't jump in the middle of that because I feel like the 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 achievement of, of getting that and bringing it back is so ruined, and then seeing all the new stuff, I'm like, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to learn oh, yeah. about that Do- and place it for the first
1: time. Oh, nothing, nothing conception or nothing like solidifies how much you have fear of missing out than when your friends are all discovering new things in a game and you can't play and they're, like, talking about it in a shared Discord server and you're like, guys, stop.
2: Guys, <laughs> stop.
1: I can't do it right now. No, don't figure. Stop having fun without yeah, me.
0: <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to control this from my end because I know the two people I'm playing with, I know they'd be starting the server without me. But I'm, a, I'm a ride <laughs> or die, you know, uh, we yeah. all got to be it. But I don't think we'll finish it at this rate
1: i mean i don't fucking uh, the game i think maybe has a final boss but it, it takes the the grind does not slow down I it feels it. like um so it you know our between everyone in our server we probably have like know, fucking like 140 hours 150 hours or something like Damn. that uh and still have not even fought the fourth boss yet then i think there's six right now maybe oh my god five. There's I six know.
0: i thought there was only four
1: Huh. No, I'm, I think there's, there are, maybe there's six planned. I thought there were at least five in the game. Huh. I don't know. But like, you know, the, the building is very cool. Um, building. You know, and I'm the house Hopping onto the subreddit. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Yeah. As long as you found a role that you enjoy, <laughs> that's what matters. Um, <laughs> Like hopping onto the subreddit and just being like, hey, what have people been building? Like, you know, after I kind of got over the point that's like, I'm probably like, you know, I'm far enough behind that I'm just seeing new shit every time I log on. What did people build? People build crazy stuff in that game that I'm like, how is that even physically possible? Like, the structures have, like, a. Um, God, I like don't a- even. They have, like, a structural component mm-hmm. to them, right? Like, they will, hey, if you don't have supports for this level, like, eventually the floors that are far enough away from the walls will start to crumble, right? So you have to build structurally sound buildings. And people are building just massive mega structures with angles that I didn't understand you could do. <laughs> and it's like, what? How are you even doing that, All that shit support beams, maybe um, i i guess but it, it's it's really cool to see that and i think the the building is super interesting and i do think they um like the progression of unlocking new things is, is really cool um but i did not i was more of the like oh i want to like explore this area and hunt and like get my skills up and then like after a few hours i was like you know if you don't find a new biome it's not that exciting to explore no no that's really not um it looks cool, but, it's, you know, procedural generation will do that sometimes, so.
0: Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on.
1: Let's do it. Let's uh, let's let's move on. I got a couple more here. You got, I think, one or two more. Let's um, maybe move a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um. So, let's, I want to talk about Control real quick. Control, of course, the Remedy game from 2019, uh, I think August of 2019. I said, I think August of 2019. It was August 27th, 2019. I have it written down in wow. front of me. I just wanted to make it seem like I pulled it from my memory. I don't know. I'm sorry I lied to you all. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh so yeah i I think I played control when it first came out uh, maybe I played in like october when it when it first came out, and I think you actually came over to hang out at one point, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh hey, look, I'm playing this game control, look at it and like I showed it to you for, like, 20 minutes and then, like, stopped, and I never picked it up that's again.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> and I don't uh, I don't
1: know why, because I was really enjoying it. Um, maybe
0: it's because, uh, you know, wrap back, wrapping back around to what we were first talking about, maybe you got the fix. Maybe you talked about it with me, and then you're like, well, that's all I needed out of this game. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I, doubt I doubt it, it.
1: but maybe. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, you know, I got a new computer this most recent November, and I was like, hey, I want a game that I can, like, you know, Kind of pushed the limits on this a little bit because I haven't, you know, I hadn't upgraded my PC for like six years prior to that, so it's like pretty old. So I picked up Control because um, it ran pretty poorly on the PS4 when I first played it, and I knew it was one of the one of the games that people were like, "Oh, hey, it has like really good ray tracing, right?" Like, there's not a lot of games out there right now that take full advantage of it, but Control has really good ray tracing because a lot of it is just like light sources and reflective surfaces. Um, so I like picked it up and. You know, I was only a couple hours into it when I stopped. The first time was, like, five or six hours into it, um, and, and just managed to, like, just shotgun through the whole game in, like, a week and a half or something yeah, like that. I remember that. that. It was pretty epic. It was, it was so good. It is, like, it is a very, like, it, it walks a really good line between, like, um, God, what is that online forum with the creepy stories? Is that, like, SCP? SCP, yeah, SCP. Yeah, it's, like, strong that energy plus, like, big X-Files energy, um, but it's also just, like, really funny. Like, all the characters are just, like, you know, the the, the conceit of the game, I guess, if you don't know, it's, like, a third-person shooter, and it takes place in kind of, like, um, the whole thing takes place inside of this uh, government agency dedicated to, like, exploring and, you know, understanding supernatural phenomena throughout the world, Um, and you kind of come in, in the mid- you know, in the midst of this, like, big crisis and kind of take over and are, you know, a, a central figure in here, right? Um, and, uh, you know, it's, like, the weirdest and wildest shit happening all around you and, like, monsters that don't make sense and, you know, this like, horrifying entities that exist. But everybody that you encounter, for the most part, is just, like, people doing their fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, there's at least one character that's just, like, that dude's just here for a fucking paycheck and is nine to five. He does not give a shit about anything that's going on here. <laughs> Uh, And it's, like, such a fun juxtaposition, um, but also the writing and character work is actually just genuinely very good. Like, I think that doesn't... It doesn't completely nail the ending, and I think that's a common complaint, is, like, eh, you know, it doesn't tie up everything you wanted to tie up very well in the ending. Um, Kind of leaves it open for a sequel, though, which hopefully they'll do. Uh, But it's, like, the ride up to that point is just so filled with interesting characters and interesting moments and, like, a really, really good rising tension that it kind of doesn't matter. Like, obviously it sucks they didn't stick the landing on the ending, but some of the moments in the back, like, half, and especially the back third of that game, are just some of the most fun, interesting, and, like, genuinely hilarious moments I've had in a video game in such a long time. Um and when you finally, you know, you unlock weapons and powers throughout the game, obviously cause it's a third-person shooter in supernatural environment, uh, but when you finally, like, get into a flow with all of those different powers and all of those weapons, like, you know, I'm not going to say the game's like particularly hard or, like, rewarding that you do a specific thing, um, but it is it's just, like, it's just good fun. It's just, like, picking, like, telepathically picking shit up and whipping it around oh, a room yeah. while flying and, like, superhero smashing into the ground and knock people backwards and then you know, loading a full machine gun clip into them and then grabbing a rocket out of the air and throwing it back at them. Like, it's a really satisfying loop by the end of that game. You know, um, a,
0: a quick interjection here. I'm so happy no, yeah, that they finally, it. that someone finally got that kind of tech to work, like that weird, like, feeling of, like, telekinesis and, like, throwing stuff around. And yeah, I feel like there's mm-hmm. so many games, especially late, mid to. Th- Thousands, maybe even early 2010s oh, yeah. that tried to do that but it, it mm-hmm. was such empty promises where they're like you can grab this very specific rock in this one corner i mean the <laughs> gravity gun like gravity gun did it but it was just yes, different 100 uh, it's just very different this is this is super different but yeah they did it in their own respect but I'm, I'm really happy to hear that that kind of action combat of of that like supernatural like flinging stuff around and and flying and stuff like that is finally in a format that works.
2: Yeah.
1: It, it, you know, to be fair, it's not without its its issues in the combat sure. field. Like, there are a couple of boss fights throughout the game that you're like, this is so cool, and also I don't want to play this. It's very frustrating. <laughs> um, but the majority of combat sequences aren't boss fights like that, and so they're a lot of fun, right? Like, you know, because the the way you gain health back during these combat sequences is, like, when you kill enemies, they drop health. So when you're fighting bosses, there's not enemies to kill, and they do a lot of damage, and you're like, ah, I just died quickly, and I didn't really know what was going on. But the majority of the time, yeah, when you're just, like, ripping chunks out of walls or picking up any random bench or, like, you know, grabbing a fucking rubber duck and shooting it through a window or whatever, (laughs) like, it's all all extremely good. There are a couple of, of sequences that, you know, the way that they mix the visuals of what they are doing with the particular music choices is just fucking like there were some sequences where I was just laughing out loud, like cackling like a maniac as I went through what was just one of the coolest fucking like action movie, but like weird, um, Inception-esque type action movie sequences. It's just, they they nail so much of what they're going for there. It makes me really want to go back and play other Remedy games, but I think, based on everything I've heard, this game is extremely the high watermark for them. I So I, see. I, I probably I, won't do that. I own it
0: on Epic. I should play it.
1: I do need... You absolutely should. It's also on Game Pass, if okay. uh, if anybody wants to check it out. The edition, I think is the edition with both the DLC is on Game Pass. And I think also it's free for PlayStation playstation plus or playstation 5 owners sure um i don't know well, you should not play it on playstation 4 that's the wrong way to play it it takes like 10 seconds to open the menu but yeah. it works great on pc
0: yeah i need a new i need some new computer parts so maybe maybe i'll good fucking luck uh, luckily it's, it's not the video card there. the video card's that's pretty good. good it's just i haven't i need a like a new mobo and processor no one wants to hear about this mm. uh, <laughs> uh should i move on to my last game yeah, I think
1: that's that's probably all I have to say. Go play Control and Red Rules. That one is one that I think we genuinely could talk about on the podcast, but I think enough time has passed from it um, that we probably won't, but who knows? Yeah, maybe. Who we'll knows?
0: See. Leave a comment down below. Um, <laughs> uh, My last game that I want to talk about is Monster of the Week, which we've done an episode on tabletop RPGs, and I'm not sure when the timeline was. I've played, like, three monster of the week games separately mm-hmm. and this is the one that's like the one that i'm playing with right and by the way i'm i'm dming it uh it, it, it's it's mm-hmm. the the one that will actually finish and it the next <laughs> one is the end and i'm like really really nervous but actually nice. like excited about it uh that
1: shit never happens
0: <laughs> right well it's because i planned it and i'm like okay i only want this to be five sessions like that's it um, okay, that's tight. And that I is like smart because it gives people like if they're like not in love with the characters or what's going on, it gives them an endpoint and and you know what, it can continue, easily continue. So I highly yeah. recommend if you're looking to play D&D anything like that, plan a shorter session to start. That way, if people fucking hate you, they can be like, no, it's okay, <laughs> and then you can get the experience <laughs> of being done with something. Okay, let's maybe if people
1: fucking hate the game you're playing (laughs) they might not hate you they might not despise you as a person for not providing what they want
0: um so monster of the week is like um it's a tabletop rpg that's based on the powered by the apocalypse uh the game mechanics or or, or however you would describe them uh but the the very basic game loop is that you want to do something it correlates with an action on your sheet. You roll 2d6. If you get a 1 to 6, you fail. And then I tell you what happens is the DM. A 7 to 9 is a mixed success, and you do what you do, except, you know, it's a little bit different. I throw a wrench in the in the gears, and uh, 10 to 12 is like, you tell me what happens, obviously based on the action. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, I really like this system Um I'm also playing d and D five e game with um with my partner and her friends, and I just I it's so slow, man. I can't take it. Five e is so slow, and like it, like with peace and love to to anyone who plays D and D and is new to D and D. But like it, it takes so long for some people to figure out what's going on and like what they're doing <laughs> that turn. And I feel like with this game, it's like fast. It's like, okay, what do you want to do? Because it's not like me looking through a sheet of moves. It's like, what do you want to do in that moment? And I think it works so much better. And I love it so much more. Um, It does have its weak points. Don't get me wrong, because there's literally on the sheet, it just says you can heal yourself for this amount. No cooldown doesn't say how often you can do it doesn't really have any sort of dictation (laughs) on it and i'm like well i guess i don't see why you can't just sit in this room and heal yourself forever (laughs) like so do they do they something like that
1: do they flesh out more in a cool like a core rule book or is that just like oh hey maybe play with it in the narrative space where it would make sense i checked
0: the rule book and i couldn't find anything but i'm like well it's like a magic heal and it doesn't really say anything so it's like i was like I mean, if you were magic, man. if you were in like an uninterrupted situation i have no idea why you couldn't do that forever so there are some i think there are some rules that need to be fleshed out like a little bit more with specifically with certain abilities and upgrades one of my uh players literally took an upgrade which is a level up that was you get a um a squad of monster hunters at your command and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> a squad of monster hunters? Excuse me? Like, it's not. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you can have one dude, but you can't, like, command a small army like a platoon. That's so ridiculous. So, and I think there are some abilities that are very, very outrageous. Like, there's one that's just called Banish um, that a divine has that's, like, the, you know, you're like Pally kind of character where it's like, okay, I'm going to take this evil thing and I'm going to banish it somewhere else. And it's just fucking gone. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well. Cool, 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 It's gone. <laughs> I mean, it can backfire, uh, of course, but but it never fucking does. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that,
1: that sort of stuff is like, it's wild, but I also love how wild it is, right? Like, I, I think it's kind of fun that it's that far out, but also... I'm not, you know, DMing it, trying to figure out how the fuck does this not just break whatever narrative progression I have going on right now. Yeah,
0: you have to be super, 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 uh, creative and good at improvising with it, which I'm not perfect at, but I think I'm pretty good at. And so mm. I, I, uh, to 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 just not ramble about, you know, like here's the game I'm playing right now. I think that the <laughs> Powered by the Apocalypse games are D and D is so fucking big lately and it makes me mad because i'm like there are so many games out there <laughs> and like play dnd like go for it but you should really try out these other ones because i think there's a simplicity to it especially for new people that is really easy to grab onto and if you're like a somewhat experienced dm i think you can like really work with this and have more fun and prepare more also the One other thing I want to shout out about it, unless you have anything else to say about it, is I absolutely love how the book tells you to prepare for a session. They say, pick a monster, like make up a monster, make up locations, make up bystanders. So like people that are like on the side, like either helpers or people who are going to get yeah. you in trouble, make up minions for your monster and make a countdown. And the countdown is like, okay, if they don't do something by, like, a general amount of time, then the monster is going to start eating people or small animals or something like that. And so, like, mm-hmm. by doing that, it almost stops you immediately from railroading. Like, I've, I've done so many games where I try and, like, ride out and, like, okay. So they're going to go to this road and then they're going to go to this town. <laughs> and like, it, it, and that's just <laughs> yeah. not the, like, it is the way to do it sometimes, but especially in transition. But for the most part, it has been such a helpful way for me to get better at letting people do what they do while still having interesting things for them to do um, and make up people mm-hmm. along the way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's really smart. That is an extremely smart way to um express preparation that should be done on the the side of the dm and and i i do you know i generally agree with you um i i I think the powered by the apocalypse games and that that style of game um is more interesting to me than like the roll 20 style of games just because it's much more elastic right you're not as like rigid and here's what you can do here's what you can't do right but, I you know, there are also the type of people who want to inhabit a role playing world, but also just they want like really hard rules, they want really strict limitations on what can or can't happen. they want to you know exploit systems and games, and I think you know if you are that type of person, then like obviously powered by the apocalypse games are not for you right um and i you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either way, like it just do what you do, but I definitely. Um, find myself much more excited by the prospect of games like that or that that play around in the like narrative first space as opposed to rules first space um much much more so i you know it's i'm glad to hear that you are finally in a campaign that like you're going to see through to the end <laughs> and that this system in like its full arc as opposed to just like little pieces is like still engaging that whole time
0: yeah yeah it's been a it's been a wild ride and i think um convincing people because the the that that idea of like hard rules here's what you can and can't do um versus the sort of story um story first sort of ideals is a really hard thing to get by where someone's like well what do i do and i'm like well we're writing a story together so tell me what you think should happen next <laughs> yeah. and, and, and getting that conversation going. If that kind of thing interests you, this is definitely a good you.
1: Yeah. So. Also, you mentioned that we talked about stuff like this before, but you weren't sure when it fell on the timeline. When do you think was our episode where we talked about tabletop games as like a real thing? Like a we spent a large portion of an episode talking on
0: 2019? tabletop games. 2019? Late, late. Do you think
1: we talked about it 2019? Maybe. Maybe I'm, I'm forgetting a different episode. We we have our episode tabletop games versus video games. Oh uh, shit.
0: We, that was old.
1: It was February second, twenty seventeen. Oh my god. It was god. episode uh I think like episode Alex. eleven or something. Alex, I'm punk. looking at my head. I have wrinkles. I have wrinkles. <laughs> oh my god. We we did that episode <laughs> one, two, three, four,
0: five, six episodes prior to the launch of Follow Your Rainbow. Oh, my God. No, I wasn't playing Monster of the Week then, no. No, I was going to say, there's no way in hell you were playing Monster of the Week at that point. I mean, I did have, like, maybe a year or two ago, I did have another attempted one at this, but it went very poorly. Well, actually, I tried Mm -hmm. Dungeon World, which is another one. Oh, yeah. And then someone said they wanted to to end up being a a, a, a 1,000-foot-long jade green dragon, and I went, well, that's it. (laughs) I'm packing (laughs) up. (laughs) Goodbye, folks.
1: Oh, that's so <laughs> good. Maybe, maybe we did. Um, maybe we did talk about it in a different episode. But Who that knows? was the episode that we had on it. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool. I I always love hearing about stuff like that. I I like those sorts of, like tabletop role playing games. I I enjoyed them in the past, but also you know have historically had trouble like having them stick. Um, it's which Im- I think is not an uncommon problem. It's
0: near impossible online, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's so hard. I hate um, it. I hate it so much. But we're we're. Sticking it's also through. like
1: if you're just like, hey, every Friday, it's like, well, fuck. Now I just don't have Friday evenings, right? Yeah. And it's like, hey, we're trying to stream once every weekend, and I want times to just like relax every weekend, and I don't want it to be on a weekday necessarily because those are like, it's like, oh, when the fuck am I gonna find time to do that? And like, I I could make time because like clearly you're doing that, uh, and you do arguably more than me, well. but. I, uh, arguably, but I would
0: say yes. yeah. But my work is um not as hard as yours. <laughs> 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 we talked about this, so yeah. So you know, it's 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 just one of those
1: things. that's like, hey, this seems really cool. It is hard to fit into your life, and then also it's hard to like. It's not hard. It feels bad to bounce out of that if you are one of the people who is not enjoying it, but other people are enjoying it. So then you can easily get into a spot where you're like, I feel obligated to continue going, even though I do not want to spend my nights doing this
0: anymore. All right. Uh All right, Alex. I'm calling it. Me, you, two other people, a Powered by the Apocalypse game that's not Dungeon World. Let's go. I'll DM it. Let's do it. I'll DM it
1: we'll do it we'll do it on stream we would never do it on stream I would fucking scream that would be the worst night of my life here's Um, a
0: simulation of what it would be like (laughs) you've entered the witch's castle (laughs) and
1: I'd be over there like can the the witch take on the joker though (laughs) do you want to know how I got these
0: potions (laughs) it would be so good by the way check out our AI dungeon the joker took over the (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got
1: I got one more game right, that I want nice. to talk about in earnest right. um and then two more that I want to throw shoutouts to but I want to talk about Dyson Sphere Program a little bit because I've put um about 15 hours or so into that in the last like last week week and a half something like that. Um so for people who don't know Dyson Sphere Program is another game in in the vein of Satisfactory and Factorio and like those kind of larger hey, build you know factory simulations games you're like yeah you, know, you like mine a thing to build a thing that can then automate this process so you can build this next thing and eventually like you know, build this massive factory and you know it, it, I, I've talked about satisfactory on the podcast before. I think we both have. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, like it, it scratches a particular itch that this game also scratches. Um, it is much more early access. Uh, there are definitely some like animations there are definitely some um, like sprite work that is just not like not sprite's model work that is just not done yet at this point. Um, and there's still things in the tech tree that you can see, like, hey, this is just a question mark. This will be something, but it's still early access, right? Um, so there's a lot of that. Um, but I think Dyson Sphere program, where it differs from something like Satisfactory, um, outside of being, like, a top-down thing, and Factorio, which I never actually played, but I know a little bit about, is the the scope of Dyson Sphere program, um, which, you know, I, I do not know how much you know about
0: a Dyson Sphere. I knew virtually nothing about it no. prior to i thought you were playing some weird branded game from dyson legitimately (laughs) i wasn't sure what it was and i i thought about that for a while i'm like is he like is that like the fan the cool fans did did you then look up a dyson sphere no okay that's fun actually because that lets that
1: lets me explain it to you which also lets me explain it to the audience and i did not know about this until very recently so it's not like me not like this idiot like i didn't know about it either So the idea of a Dyson Sphere, and I'm going to shout out a YouTube channel right now um, that uh, Michael, who does our Plant Facts and has been on a couple episodes, recommended to me that I do not know how to pronounce it. I think it's German. It's Kurzgesagt. So it's K-U-R-Z-G-E-S-A-G-T. And it's a YouTube channel that just does, like, you know, about once a month or so. They'll put out a video, and it's usually about, like, hey let's explore this cool scientific idea, right? So they've got episodes about, like, okay, what if the whole world turned to gold? Or what about, mm-hmm. like, what 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 alien life look like? And they have one about a Dyson sphere. They also have some stuff about, like, hey, you know, viruses and bacteria and, like, psychological components in human society and stuff. It's really, really good, and they're all, like, you know, between nine and ten minutes, somewhere in that range, and they're really well animated and really tightly designed. It's phenomenal. I've watched, like, 15 of their videos since he recommended it to me. Um, but basically... The idea behind a Dyson Sphere is it is a theoretical megastructure that we would then use to harness the energy of a star, right? So some, like, far advanced civilization, and, you know, this has taken different forms or different ideas throughout the, you know, history of science fiction and, like, you know, science in general because it's seen as, like, a really cool idea. Um, You know, whether it would be like an actual enclosed megastructure, whether it would be like a a swarm of different like reflective, you know, um, like satellites that would reflect the sun's energy, but it would surround the sun with whatever this is so that we could harness the entire energy of it. The idea behind that being, and they go into it in the video um, from that YouTube channel, they're like, hey, if we ever want to become a civilization that can leave our own star system and do a lot of the cool scientific ideas that have been explained. This is as far as we can tell, the only way we could do that. The sheer amount of energy required to be able to do a lot of this like interplanetary and like inner like solar system travel is so astronomically large that without harnessing the power of a star, there is no feasible way for us as a society to actually do that. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is like a really cool concept, right? And then people are like, oh, well, maybe, you know, we haven't found any Dyson Spheres anywhere in the galaxy or any anywhere in any galaxy. But if we did, that would be a sign of like some, you know, interplanetary, highly advanced civilization. Because, you know, as far as we can tell, this is like the way that that would potentially happen in the future. Um, it's a really neat idea. So the idea behind Dyson Sphere Program is you play like this, this you know, mech building this factory that is eventually leading to the construction of this giant Dyson sphere so that you can, you know, harness the energy and do whatever you want there, right? I, the game pretty much, you know, I don't know that it actually stops when you get to the Dyson sphere that you build, but that's, like, the end goal of it. Um, So that that translates, A, that translates in terms of changing the scale of the game um, because you are no longer building a factory on this, like, you know, unexplored area like Satisfactory. You're no longer trying to, like, I think you launch a rocket or something in Factorio. You're trying to encompass a (laughs) star with this giant megastructure and harness all the energy from it. So you are, you know, for the first 10 hours or so, I spent all of it harvesting these resources and getting these systems set up on my home planet. But now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, well, now I have to go to other planets to harvest different resources that aren't here. Or I have to harvest more of these resources that I'm draining from this planet because to have the energy... To create this giant megastructure, I need resources from multiple planets because it's just so massive. But now I have to figure out how to transfer energy and materials between different planets so that, like, this main central hub I have can continue to expand. But I'll need to set up interplanetary travel between these two. And then I, at some point, may need to travel to different star systems that are, you know, far away to then harvest different things from other star systems to transport those materials back to my primary system to build this Dyson Sphere around the star that I'm trying to harvest this energy from. And it it changes the scope of it entirely, right? So it's not like flat planes you're on, like, miniature 3D worlds. Um, it's also just, like, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> like, I'm such a sucker for science fiction type stuff like that. But it's, like, the idea of what you're trying to do is so interesting that it keeps me... Like, almost grounded in a sense, right? Like, one of my main complaints with Satisfactory is like, I'm, I love this game. This game's amazing, but I am sort of just building a big factory to build a big factory. Right. <laughs> There's right. no end goal. There's no, like, I can't be like, oh, it's cool. I've harvested aluminum. So now I can do stuff with aluminum, right? But here it's like, oh, cool. I've, like, built these chemical plants that can refine oil and I can pull hydrogen atoms out of them so I can use those hydrogen atoms to build this mm-hmm. and so eventually I can build this receiver that can receive the rays from the miniature Dyson swarm I have right now which can then power my larger factory so and it it's like being able to to tie those things together really gives a new layer of meaning to that type of game that they previously didn't have right I you know I don't know how long I'm going to stick with it you know because it is it with that growth in scope and scale is also like a a growth in intimidation factor. (laughs) Where It's like, Oh, I don't know how I'm going to set all this stuff up. Um, But it's, you know, every time I'll, I'll like hop on and play for, you know, between one and three hours. And it's just such a great experience to like be understanding what I'm doing and setting up factories to build parts that I can then take to a different planet and build new factories with those parts that I have factories producing. It's like, it's, it's really, really cool, and the tech tree is, like, a bunch of really high-tech stuff that's interesting, and the game tries to give small bits of context along the way to be like, oh, this is what you're building here. This will allow you to store these types of particles that you could get from this reaction, so you Jesus. can then use them as, like, you know, energy for whatever. You know, it's it's very, very, very cool. It's very exciting. And I, I just want to shout it out. Yes. Um it's also a, it's like a super, you know, it's still early access. I think it's like a five-person team from China that put it out. This is like the first game they've ever put out. It's by Youth Cat Studios. Um it's very impressive for uh an initial like so array as a studio into something like that.
0: I've literally never seen this game. And you haven't talked about the visual aspect of it yet. So can I guess what it looks yeah. like? Go for okay. it. Okay. I'm going to guess it's 3D, yes or no? Mm-hmm. Yes? yes. Okay, I'm on track. Okay. Like, you know,
1: top-down view, but it's all 3D. Yes, three I want to... Yeah, you know. okay.
0: It's, yeah, top-down, 3D.
1: Well, oh. you move the camera angle, but it's large, pr- primarily top-down because that's when you do most of the building. Okay.
0: I'm going to you can, like, zoom in and
1: get kind of a behind-the-back
0: view as well. I'm going to guess that it's gridded for placing your buildings down.
1: Stuff. So... Oh. yes. So you again, you're on planets, right? Or like, you know, planetoid structures. Uh-huh. So there is when you like open to build, it is gridded. But the way that that kind of differs from a lot of other grids is you're on a planet, right? So yeah, it I has see. poles. So after a point, the grid does start to shrink and shift in order to accommodate the fact that you're moving closer to the pole at the top of a planet. Weird. So you can't draw <laughs> a perfectly straight line because eventually it will have to curve in towards the center to follow the grid that you're building on. Right? Huh? It okay? Yeah. They they like. I'm done asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 like really really thought about the science fiction aspects and like the scientific aspects behind what they were doing. Like obviously you know I can hop on my robot and fly to another planet in a different solar system and it'll take me three minutes or whatever. Right? Like that's right. You know. That's not how it works, but it would be really fucking boring if they were like, hop in your robot, fly to another planet, hold the space bar for six and a half hours, walk away, and we'll simulate what happened if hundreds and hundreds of years passed. Like, <laughs> that would yeah. fucking suck, yeah. right? So there are concessions made, but it's a really, really interesting one of those types of games. You know, I, I think I prefer satisfactory just because I prefer the first-person view, um, but it is really, really neat. And again, like the... Confluence of that when also being sent to this YouTube channel that I can then look up a bunch of cool scientific ideas that are some way portrayed in the game and, like, hear them talk about, like, oh, when you do this, you get this, and you get this type of material. And then be like, oh, I just researched a way to, to get that type of material to build the thing that you're talking about. <laughs> it's really, really neat to have it all tied together like that.
0: That is cool. I like that. I, I, I don't have too much to add to it because we're running close on time and also, like, yeah just haven't played it so it's or or even seen anything about it so it's hard to say but i i i did not just download it i didn't just download it i I can promise (laughs) you that good that
1: would be a bit wild for you to be making decisions like that in the middle of recording a podcast well
0: you know you were talking about it and i said that sounds so cool and i decided not to download it and to download it later (laughs) okay
1: uh um, I need to want library say,
0: cleared up for the whole <laughs> next twenty-four hours, okay?
1: Um I do want to say, you know, for, for people who who are maybe in the position where they're like, hey, that sounds interesting, I wanna play it. Um, I do think there's a little bit more of a lead time because um to when it really clicks, just because you owe the research tree, and this is probably something that I assume they'll they'll iron out, like you you start getting things like real quickly early on so it's just like oh i've researched five things now that i have like a little thing set up and i don't really understand how they tie together because i just got too much at once Mm -hmm. um so it is like it's overwhelming at first that feeling does dissipate as you go on but the initial um sense of it is like i don't have any clue what i'm doing um so you do have to kind of struggle through that a little bit and it obviously it helps if you have like you know, the shared lexicon of what these types of games are because there are similarities between so many of them, but, uh, right. Yeah, definitely, right. definitely worth checking out and absolutely worth checking out that YouTube channel. Um, because it's extremely cool stuff. And I've started just like watching an episode of that a day and I feel smarter for it.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm going to skip my session of of games I've tried to play. Cause I, I think we're, we're too close on time. here. So, yeah, deepest... I will just say
1: for, for my other two games real quick. Oh. Because I think we're done here. Yeah. Um I don't I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to say Apex Legends. Absolutely whips. I put that game down months and months ago and picked it up again. And yeah, you know, I was playing with, with friend of the show Josh. And um He's playing on Twitch he got, right now. He is? He's on Twitch. He's live right now. He's not playing Apex Legends, but he is live on Twitch right now. Um
0: No, he is playing Apex Legends.
1: Is it? is this is this true
0: yes it says streaming apex legends
1: i'm gonna be extremely mad if he's streaming apex legends for the first time and i'm not able to watch it son of a bitch he is um so i was playing with him and then we were playing ranked and he got promoted above me and so i was like well i'm just gonna i'll i'll grind it out until i get to the point where we can play together again and then i realized oh shit i like playing this game ranked like by myself that sucks um so i've put a lot of time into that game that game rules uh and then loop hero uh i it's super popular. You can check it out. I streamed it when Duncan was unavailable two weekends ago. Um, so you can check that out. I think the Twitch archive is still up for a little bit, um, but super, super interesting and cool game that is extremely hard to describe. So I'm not going to try to, but um, just really, really interesting twist on the like roguelike kind of deck building type of genre um, with like some auto battle battle elements mixed in. So I highly recommend checking it out because it's relatively cheap and it just released and it's, Probably get like a good 20 hours out of it or something. I think is where, where I'm on pace to get to. So check it out. It's a lot of fun.
0: Cool. And I've been playing Omari every once in a while. That's the game mm. I'm going to shout out. Um, That looked super interesting. I don't know. if I, It's not just because I just had that one bad experience with it. I don't know if I'm in love <laughs> with it yet or not. It's really good at certain things. But the combat is so confusing. It's got this like weird rock-paper-scissors thing, but it's emotions. So it's, Hmm. like, happy, sad, and angry, and, like, one beats the other, and then, you know, the other beats the other, etc. But they also have status effects, so it's, like, sad, you attack for weaker, but your defense is higher. It's very confusing, and I don't think I Hmm. like it because I keep forgetting where I'm, like, do I want him to be angry or sad? (laughs) It doesn't really seem to matter, so it's 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 a little weak on that side but i think the story's kind of fun and the writing's almost there like it's it's definitely going for like an undertail-y kind of like you know i don't that sounds so reductive but it's we go it's going for a very like rpg comedy you know and i don't think Mm. it sticks all of their like weird fun characters but i'm gonna keep playing it and it's a game that i'm like Maybe we'll play it, but I don't know if I if I want to recommend it. So that's my quick gotcha. shot.
1: It's kinda I feel like I remember it had a really cool art style, but I might be yes. mixing it up with something else.
0: No, the art style is definitely the coolest part. Sometimes there'll just be random mirrors in the world and you can walk up to the mirror and it like shows you and your friends um just like standing in front of the mirror and like it's kind of creepy because your character is hmm. always in black and white and all of your friends are like very like colorful and you just always look hmm. like somewhat miserable <laughs> uh but like still happy to be around people very strange uh but that sounds
1: it sounds like it has a lot of really neat ideas that maybe it just didn't quite execute on them correctly
0: yeah i guess it's been worked on for a very long time now so i'm i'm, gotcha. I'm curious to learn more about the history when i finish it because every time i like look up something about it I, I feel like i get a little bit spoiled or whatever but um, yeah how far into that are you
1: just two and a curious? half
0: hours also i alt f4 last time i played it and i lost all my save stuff <laughs> so I'm, I'm fucking pissed now <laughs> i want to go back <laughs> so we'll see we'll see uh i got uh, that's not really the game's fault i got uh yeah no it's not i got into a, a battle with a planet uh that i didn't mean to get it it was actually earth i got into a battle with planet earth and i went this is mm. too much right now <laughs> the battle was so not long fucking
1: Final Fantasy Nine shit I gotcha I gotcha
0: yeah Um. okay well that was it that was no controller necessary thank you for listening God bless you for getting this far it's a real we really appreciate it we praise you for this Alex show your respects
1: <laughs> alright thank you kiss thank the you ring so much. kiss the ring nice. I'm sorry I just the idea of <laughs> you made it to the end of our podcast god bless you
0: <laughs>
1: it's really like oh, i didn't, it, i like to think that it maybe wasn't such a, a difficult trial to make it to the end of us lis- well, listening to us talk but
0: listen if i have you know if, i look, if i've learned anything about audience retention by looking at our youtube analytics it's real fucking bad so
1: <laughs> if i've learned anything about audience retention from looking at internally in my own podcast listening and how quickly i turn something off when people stop talking about something i'm interested in
0: yeah yeah so yeah so god bless you and if you're here now oh my god what's wrong with you you're sick go to the doctor but if you can't go to the doctor if you can't <laughs> go to the doctor you should go to twitch.tv slash thoughts for player one we've been streaming we've been streaming Ropa. We're on the second one now. We can catch you up. Don't worry. Just come into the chat. Also,
1: if you can't go to the doctor, do or if you can go to the doctor, log in anyway. You got you to gotta wait in the waiting room for a little while. Watch a stream. Yeah, Watch a stream yeah. while you're waiting for the doctor. Maybe the giggles we need are the medicine that will make you better. That's not true. Go to the real doctor. He's got the good medicine. The giggles no, are just the primer, so you're less anxious.
0: Faith in giggles is how I heal. That's, this explains a lot. You're always so sickly. That's true. Um, we've been streaming Dog and Ropa. Like I said, d- don't worry. It's a fun time. It, it, we'll explain it to you. Just tell us Alex sent you. If you say Alex sent you, we'll explain the whole story.
1: Um, we are going to be so fucking confused when somebody says that in the chat. and <laughs> You're messaging
0: me on Discord behind the scenes like, who is that person? <laughs> um... And um, our other episodes are good. You can check those out wherever we podcast. Our email is thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. Email us game suggestions, questions about other games. Give us critiques, feedbacks. If you have positive feedback, leave a review. It would be so nice if you did that for us. That's the real bless. Um, Twitter.com at thoughtsfromp1. And a Facebook. You can look that up. And that's it. That's it. That's all of our stuff. (laughs) What Alex? <laughs> what?
1: Here's our you. know, You can check out our YouTube you, at, at, at youtube.com dot com slash thoughts from player one, twitch.tv slash thoughts from player one, Twitter at thoughts from p one, and then we got a Facebook. You can look that one up. You can look that one up. <laughs> you not gonna tell you. Not There's gonna no tell URL. you. To that one. You fucking find it on your own. <laughs> like a little game? Okay.
0: All right, Alex. Close your eyes. Okay. They're closed. I want you to check out my new podcast. Send Joe, send give Joe Biden a hundred bucks. Now okay. open your eyes. Okay. Oh shit! No, close them again. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I want you to go check out my 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 new podcast. It's very cool It's called Give Joe Biden a hundred dollars, and you can check it out at um at uh, Give Joe Biden a hundred dollars dot dot com. Okay. Okay. Now open your eyes. Okay. Okay, now open up your web browser. Okay. How are you going to find Joe Biden, give Joe Biden
1: $100? I mean, I'm going to Google give Joe there Biden There you go.
0: There you go. Thank That's you. That's not going to bring me to that Facebook. <laughs> well, if you wanted to find our Facebook, then you'd search Facebook for it. Okay, let okay. me figure out what the real
1: URL is, and then we'll. No, it's fine. I get the point is taken, Duncan. I just thought it was funny that everything okay. else got a URL. I get. But it. the Facebook, you were like, it's not worth following. Don't,
0: don't it follow really. It. I mean, I guess it is. Don't don't. It's not. It's not. You worth know what following. it is. I mean, you know what it is. Hmm. It's literally facebook.com slash let's
1: Oh wow! Look, whoever could have guessed that? <laughs>
0: We've never even said it.
1: We've definitely said it. Edited right here all the times we've said we're com slash player one.
0: Can I just say one thing, one other thing? Yeah, at the bottom of the show. Hey, fuck it, no one else is here at this point. We already blessed them. They're gone.
1: <laughs> they had our blessing to leave before we did
0: all our socials. <laughs> I, they're not blessed to leave. They're just blessed in general.
2: You could be you blessed. You gotta be leaving. more specific
0: with that. Um. I've been thinking about
1: Final Fantasy VII a lot. The remake, or? Yeah. What about
0: it? It's just a cool fucking game, man. It's a good fucking game. It's like, it's a good fucking cause game. It's because I played man. Sephiroth and Smash, and I was just thinking about all the times he showed up and how many c- headaches <laughs> Cloud got. And then I listened to yeah. that bombing mission again, and I'm oh, like, it's so good. that song's fucking killer. Then I watched the opening they... cinematic again.
1: Oh, they put the the full. Uh, ost for the remake on on spotify (gasps) 65 or 75 songs or something like that it's great i mean it's it's hard to figure out which song (laughs) it is that you're looking for because the naming convention is they do the japanese name and then in parentheses they do the english name but that means that the english names are all cut off the edge and you have to wait for them to scroll over to be like that's a b so that's probably bombing mission um but it's bum na. sorry (laughs) The music to that game was so good, the gameplay to that game, the visuals to that game, the story to that game, the characters to that game. It's a good fucking game, man. I was
0: just thinking about it, and I just wanted to say how much I love it.
1: I am not excited for the PS5 thing they're putting out for it.
0: Yeah, who cares about that? In the right corner. For some
1: people. In the right corner.
2: Sapphire Uh,
1: In the left (laughs) corner. In the left corner, representing Facebook.com
0: slash thoughts from one. In the left corner, the unstumpable Michael. Ah.
2: Oh, God. Thanks, Alex and Duncan. Michael here with your plant fact of the day. If you've ever watched a spaghetti western movie, then you're probably familiar with High Noon Duels often seen rolling around in the background, usually just at the height of tension, are tumbleweeds. But did you know that tumbleweeds are more than just narrative symbology? Tumbleweeds are a generic term for a variety of plant species that have one thing in common, a unique method of seed dispersal. Some tumbleweed species will detach the stem after reaching maturity, and as they begin to dry out, will be blown around and their seeds will detach. This is an incredible strategy for an otherwise immobile plant to spread their seeds far and wide. Occasionally, an epidemic of tumbleweeds can be blown into one area, burying homes and cars under many feet of plant material and attracting pesky cowboys. Well, that's your plant fact for the day. Thanks for listening. Tune into the next episode of Thoughts from Player One for more video game discussions and plant facts.